Enough with embrace debate. Pointless yelling at each other on ESPN and Fox. Yet very little actual content. It's time for a change. A voice from the fan. For the fan. The most compelling topics in sports. All covered here. This is Corbett's Corner. Okay, welcoming Corbett's Corner. Uh, we got the quad box, my favorite. Uh, jam-packed episode, so we're going to be posting this on a Friday. Uh, we've got basically your conference title previews, full previews. We got our Chiefs fan, we got our Packers fan, uh, and we're just going to talk about the matchups uh, overall. And then also joining us in the second half, we're going to get two UFC guys on to talk uh, McGregor Poirier too. So excited about that! But first, football, the gridiron. Uh, we've got our Packers fan here, Rob Lang, Chiefs fan, Matt Doss, Matt Cruzan, yours truly, Dylan Corbett. Let's start with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, pretty much the odds-on favorite, MVP. Um, I'm sure that's going to get announced once the uh, award ceremony or whatever is going to happen. But he's got uh, the GOAT. He's got the GOAT coming into Lambeau. What, do you, what did you think about the win for the Packers? They beat the Rams. I'm sure the bye certainly helped, but uh, you got Tom Brady who just took out the Saints, and he's looking for glory, isn't he? Yeah, you're, you're right, definitely. Um, I mean, it was an encouraging win. Uh, a lot of positive stuff I saw from, you know, the yo line play and the defense. Uh, taking things with a little grain of salt, you know, um, Goff was playing with a hurt thumb. Yeah. I, I definitely could tell it definitely affected him. Uh, Aaron Donald was not 100%. Uh, you know, he normally plays about like 85% of snaps for the Rams. He was down to 55% in that game. Uh, definitely helped. But I, uh, and so I, I, I don't, but I don't want to take credit away from the Packers O line. They played outstanding. Um, I mean, you're seeing a lot of guys stepping up. I mean, uh, Corey Lindsley is um, right now maybe the best center in the NFL. Elton Jenkins is one of the best, I mean, offensive rookie. He, he could have been, if, if a lineman got more attention, like he should have been a contender for offensive rookie of the year right. last year. He can play anywhere along the line. He's an absolute stud. In, uh, in his like short career as a Packer so far, he's played uh, – <laughs> I had to I had to write this down because it was just so unbelievable. Of course, he's played 671 career pass blocking snaps in Green Bay at Lambeau. He's allowed zero snap, uh, zero sacks on those uh, dropbacks. He's a stud. Yeah. Billy Turner is kind of the glue guy. He's a uh, put him in where you need him, fill in guy. But I, I was the, obviously we lost back to Yari, highest paid O lineman in the history of football. Absolute stud, perennial. Um, all pro. Uh, we lost him. I was not pumped about it. Uh, obviously, going in right, worst timing, right before the postseason. Yeah. Billy Turner, this guy, he's a guy who he's a he was a liability, frankly, at right guard <laughs> last season. And now you're we're plugging him in whichever hole we need filled on that line, and he's like making people forget that we even lost Baxiari. So that's awesome. Uh, I mean, you mentioned Rogers. Uh, it's like, what can you say at this point? I mean, I literally just wrote down MVP period. He's, he's playing maybe the best like ball of his life. And interestingly enough, I think part of the reason he's found success this year is kind of um, uh, learning to accept uh, the system, almost becoming like a system quarterback as much. I know that's uh, 
a frowned upon term, but no, but certainly um, more familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the last few years under McCarthy, it was all freelance. Last year with LaFleur, it was kind of one foot in the door, one foot out. This year, he has totally accepted it. You can tell there's a mutual trust between him and LaFleur. Um, We're running our run game has developed so well with these three backs all taking like important snaps now. And because of that, you're seeing a direct effect on the success of Rogers when he drops back in play action this season. Uh, he's had a, a, about the exact same amount of pass attempts out of play action, but he's gone from four touchdowns in 2019 to 22 play action touchdowns in 2020. Uh, the, the results are stark. Um, Fire, the, the 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 offense is firing in all all cylinders. Right, uh, they look like a buzzsaw, and um, yeah, the the win in uh, the win at the against the Rams, taking it with a, the littlest grain of salt, but very encouraging. Got to be feeling good. It's uh, I was shocked to find out this is the first home conference championship game Rodgers will be having uh, obviously a lot uh, for Tom Brady, Matt Doss. Uh, were you shocked that he did it again here? I know it was the most public Super Bowl bet, uh, but sports books are really on the hook. If he does pull this thing off, uh, where do you lean this game coming in uh, Packers? I think it's going to be a snowy day, a snowy night at Lambeau. Uh, I wasn't sh- shocked. Um, I would have to go Packers by three. If I had a bet on it, um, I just think you watch and you watched um, the Saints in the in the first round. They didn't look very good. Like, no. sure, you know they won what twenty one to nine or twenty one to eleven, whatever. Ended up Against the Bears yeah. after right right after that last, you know. But it they didn't look very good, and then you know over the weekend. Thomas gets zero catches. How has that ever happened before? Has, has, has he ever left a game without a catch? Well, you saw too, that he uh, basically had, I don't know what's going on where like AJ Brown is tweeting that he was supposed to be out for the year and he played the entire year and made the pro bowl Yeah, on like two torn. Whatever. Yeah. Justin Fields is going into a tent. He comes out magically and he's just heroically. What's going on. But then you also find out which Credit to, like, Big Cat and whoever else said it this year. Breeze had a torn. Yeah, uh, that shoulder was gone. Rotator cuff, was that what they said it was? Because they said he had a – because he had the ribs, which were a little bit earlier on in the year, but he had a a rotator cuff, and I believe they said he had plantar fasciitis as well. It's just like, yeah, uh, you fucking – Think like you just look at it you you watch him on the field you're like oh yeah like i can definitely tell that something is not right here yeah big uh, bang alarm too. Is gone for him yeah. Yeah. he's done I, though right so he's retired they announced uh, i think he got yeah. yeah 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 but that was i was shocked that they didn't get more short like 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 uh like dump offs yeah, yeah scheme up something it for Kamara. Seem, it like it really didn't seem like they went to like alvin much at all unless he was actually like like unless he was actually going to like run the ball which i was i really thought they were gonna get him more involved in like passing and everything but they really didn't yeah 
I mean, I guess it's it was probably two pretty even teams. Yeah. When you win the turnover battle by four to zero, you're probably going to win that game basically every time, which is exactly what we saw happen when the Saints killed them in week 12 or whatever week it was. That took two off them this season. Won yeah. Both yeah. Matchups. Yeah, Matt Cruzan, um said it. I mean, you said that it's going to be hard for the Saints to win three times, um, and you proved right. Uh, Matt Cruzan, you said you you backed Brady against the Saints. Are you backing Brady again as you watch your NFC North rivals in the conference t- title game? No. Um, you said earlier, like introducing these two, it's, you know, the GOAT versus a top three. It's, you know, um, Brady's the GOAT. And rightfully so, because of his championships, I think Rodgers has always been a more talented player. I think Rodgers is the most talented quarterback to ever play. So when they're going head to head and they're, I mean, but Rodgers played his whole career for Mike fucking McCarthy and not Bill Belichick and the Packers never had a defense and they have never put a supporting cast around them outside of the, you know, all world connection he finds with that first Jordy Nelson and now Devonte Adams um but so not only that uh Rodgers is playing at a much more elite level right now and rightfully so he's still four or five six years younger than Brady um Brady had a solid regular season nothing yeah. spectacular to me I know the touchdowns were up there and he didn't um, have a great game he just did it up right and he, did, he didn't look good both of those they did not look good at all against the Saints. Uh, their defense is probably a little bit better. Packers defense is playing uh, fairly well themselves right now. Like you said, Rob put it perfectly. I think, uh, I mean, it wasn't, it was only two years ago when he led the league in uh, throwing, th- throwing balls away. That's all he did. And we actually, like, we were shitting on him for it. Like, at, a Bears fan was shitting on Aaron Rodgers. Yes, you guys were tired of it too. He threw away, oh, yeah. they had nothing going for him. Last year, yeah, one foot in, one foot out. Uh, I don't like this LaFleur guy. Kind of like I wanted to be involved in the hiring, and he wasn't. But, yeah. fuck, he is bought in all the way now. And they're uh, – like you said, uh, you said it all, Rob. And then uh, Aaron Jones, yeah, doesn't get enough credit. Offensive line, clicking on all cylinders. That El- Is it Elgin Jenkins? Yeah. Um, like, people think he's going to be all, a pro bowler for several years to come. He's, mm-hmm. uh, he's a fantastic jack-of-all-trades there. I was really impressed with him uh, drawing the penalty from um, when Aaron Donald was in the game early, uh, got in his face and um, showed a lot of uh, showed a lot of, you know, uh, emotional intelligence and maturity to kind of just let him get that 15 yards and not retaliating. He's a he's a future captain on this team for for sure. You want to be able to answer this, Rob? Um, Does it drive you nuts because it just like from an outsider with no stake in them at all when i see like jamal williams when he gets like 10 or 15 like touches in a game does that just like drive you nuts or no because like i see aaron jones and he is so damn good but then I watched LaFleur keep giving it to like Jamal Williams. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Just Splitting keep the carries a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean, it, it, it depends, I guess. You know, uh, I, it, on one hand, I always like getting uh, Jones a few, a few rest snaps, like getting, making sure he's got fresh legs. Um, I mean, Jamal, I mean, it's, 
no question he's a, he's a less effective uh, back in in pretty much all aspects of the game. I mean, he's he's um, miles behind Jones in terms of pass catching ability and uh, also running between the tackles. I think Aaron Jones probably still has a little bit of a uh, leg up on him, but I, I still think he's he's a competent back and. Um, you know, depending on the game, he can, he's shown flashes. Uh, you know, I think he's competent. He, um, I mean, he'd be a, a solid back on a lot of other teams that don't have an Aaron Jones already. Um, and, and uh, you know, game script, um, keeping, keeping people guessing with uh, who you got out right. there. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me too much. Um, yeah. I, I'm really uh, encouraged by, what AJ Dillon's been showing yeah, as a play future. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, I mean, he could be a game changer. He's got the size that you can put him in and you can run. And this is what I thought when we drafted him was that LaFleur wanted to move towards kind of, uh, I, I mean, we got absolutely blown up by the 49ers last year mm-hmm. and Shanahan running those insane run plays uh, utilizing a fullback when nobody else in the NFL He's knows Jack. how anymore. Uh, yeah, and um, and uh, Dylan's got the size. He can come in. He can run those plays where he's doing lead blocking, and he can run it himself um, effectively as more and more as we're seeing. Uh, really excited about that. He, yeah. He's a monster. Uh, BC, shout out. One of the best players in uh, BC history. Yes, yeah, he runs downhill. Um, okay, we'll wrap no. up Packers, Bucks. With um, here are my thoughts on the game. I know I've been saying I I am not high on the Packers defense. Um, the, you know they they've done well. I I just think they're a little bit overrated. Twenty because I watch these weapons coming in. Brady's going to yeah he's he's fine. That was the game plan against the Saints, right? Once he took the lead, he just handed the ball off, and then that was a total bad beat for people that had the over because they just ran the clock down at the end and took the game. Tons of weapons coming in to Green Bay scares me. Um, so Rodgers is going to have a good game. But here's what's, uh, you know, the Rams defense, they game planned it for it perfectly. You had Aaron Donald coming in. Now you got Devin White. Uh, who's that guy who's got the hyphened uh, name in the cornerback? Murphy Bunting? Yeah, yeah. He's okay. Carlton Davis is the really good corner. Yeah, He'll so, I mean, that's a good man. defense coming in. So aggressive, man. It is on the watch i think it's going to be a shootout i took the over uh i do you guys let's make a pick here who i've got the packers as a future so let's say the packers get revenge for last year's title game and they go to the super bowl because they're at home this year yeah i got packers uh they're gonna win i don't know they're gonna win matt dawson I, I hate to align with everyone else, but yeah, I mean, chalk. I oh, geez. Green Crazy. Bay, but I also, I like your play to the over because like you said, Tampa Bay's secondary is very, you know, they like to like jump routes. So they will get hit over the top occasionally. I think this is so, going to be in the thirties, like a 30, 27 yeah. game or something. Yeah. Uh, Rob, you said Packers all the way. Yeah, and uh, I think the key to this game is going to be um, who can put more pressure on the opposing team's quarterback. It's going to be about protecting. Uh, it's going to be about protecting twelve uh, for both teams, yeah. and uh, and getting to the quarterback. And uh, I think the Packers are going to have an edge because I think our O line is better. Um, I think they've been better all season. I think they one of the best, if not the best, units in the NFL. 
And uh, I think Kenny Clark and Rashawn Gary are going to put serious pressure on Brady this whole game. Kenny Clark has been continuing. Uh, he's been he's absolutely good. excellent. Yeah, his career has gotten off to just a, an outstanding start. And Rashawn Gary is uh, has not – he hasn't been getting enough press the last couple of weeks. He was the number one PFF graded defensive uh, player in – uh, the divisional round with um, the Packers and uh, and uh, and um, he's that sorry he's uh, the highest he's the highest rated edge rusher PFF grade wise since week 16. This is a guy who coming out of the draft everyone said he had you know uh, lottery pick talent and uh, and unlimited potential but there were worries about character there were worries about motivation. Uh, last year, he didn't show much. People were already saying bust. And this season, he has turned it around, especially these last few weeks. Uh, he he has looked he has looked unbelievable. I mean, he is looking like like he's gonna go to the uh, to his ceiling for sure. And um, Jair Alexander has turned into a legit island. He's gonna take away Mike Evans or uh, Chris Godwin. He's gonna take away. You gotta the pick your one poison. Target. Yeah, right. Well, that's the problem with uh, that's the problem with Tampa, right? Um, but Packers Bucks, uh, I will say I did hedge out too because that's the opportunity I've got with the Bucks as a dog. Bill, we gotta have a hedging lesson. Uh, thank you. I do suck at it, but uh, I I took it there because I had Packers plus three thirty. I also have Packers to win the Super Bowl nine hundred. I got Packers Chiefs uh, matchup plus four hundred. I I'm sitting pretty, but uh, so I just took a couple of hedge outs. Um. Whose jersey you got on, Rob? Uh, this is uh, the Minister of Defense, Reggie White, baby. I love that. Uh, okay, let's go Chiefs, Bills. Uh, oh, over my trash can. Uh, Matt Doss, is Mahomes going to play? It looks like he practiced today. He's yeah. still in protocol. Yeah. He's playing. Look, unless he had, like, a leg injury where he was about to – like, where he's about to die, I think he'd be in this game. I mean, you already saw them on Sunday after the game. Andy, Andy was already planting the seeds saying, yeah, not yeah you know, he that. looks good. He seems good. All this. The NFL wouldn't let an AFC championship game come down to Chad Henning. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm totally with you on that. Uh, Honey Hardaway, baby. <laughs> no way, he was never not playing. They got out in front of it from the post game presser. Yeah. Um, but I so I float in and out of that fucking gen chat every now and again. And someone, <laughs> wow. someone yesterday so goes, bad. Mahomes is 100% playing 100 according to my sources. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, sources. to fucking determine that one. But like, and people like actually take that seriously. But yeah, no, they like, I think Reed even said in the post game press, like, like I'm not sure he's concussed or something like that. Like it was a neck. Yeah. Like just getting out because you hear concussion, you think weak at least, but yeah, there's zero chance. He's playing which is, which is yeah. what I, yeah. I will say when you watch it again, you see he didn't get hit in the head and his head didn't really hit the ground. Yep. So what they're saying makes sense. Cause if you look at it, he kind of got rolled over on his neck. So maybe something like, you know, like choked him out. It, you know, like I was like listening to it on the radio and it was like I was hearing it and these guys were discussing. I was like, holy shit. I was like, good God. And then Cleveland almost fucking won that game. 
No, yeah. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said it because he did not get hit in the head, but he right. obviously looked concussed as fuck when he stood up. So yeah. it was like it was all strange. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was weird because because you know you watch it right off the bat and you're like, oh my god, he got hit in the head, and then you watch it again, and you're like, no, that was like shoulder. He didn't get hit in the head at all. So what the Bizarre. hell is going on? Because whenever he whenever he tried to get up, that was the most. I mean like america they, saw that they were like oh he, that's not good like they had a they had an <sighs> angle into his eyes where he didn't know what year it was remember when mason rudolph uh got clipped and like he's literally like yeah. seizing <laughs> like that was like one of the most yeah. horrific things ever see yeah. people go into that the that they call it like the fencing position where your arms go out and you up see and it like in the ufc all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah it's like terrifying you see guys they just lock up and they like this is yeah so who do you like all chiefs um you know it's it's we uh, I will say yes, but I I will say this. Um, Pat's definitely going to be in the game. Uh, I think in the concussion protocol, you got to you have to go through five phases. They said he was on phase four this afternoon, so I think he'll. Like he knew be what time it was. He's improving. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but I do like the Chiefs just because. If you look at everything, Buffalo's a really good team. They're they a really are. good team, and they are playing their best right now. Whenever we had them, it was it was earlier on the year. I want to say week six, but I think it was after that. Um, but we totally changed everything up, and we ran the ball right at them, basically the entire the entire game. Um, I don't think that'll work. But here's what I like about this game. The fact that Buffalo is very bad against tight ends. Now, it didn't show last weekend because Lamar was trying to throw the ball in 20, like, wasn't working. Hour wins. If you give him like two or three mile an hour wins, that's an issue. But 20 is bad. Yeah. They were not good against them. Kelsey put up 110-ish this last weekend. I mean, the guy's just – Eight catches, 110, and a touchdown. Just, just he's automatic. That's casual. Casually. Just another day for Casually. Him. Like, you know, the, it was the touchdown he had in the second quarter where he just – I don't know who was on him, but he broke that guy off so damn hard. <laughs> and it was, it was all like a third and 19 – and he runs unencumbered to the end zone. Like that is an issue. I uh, yeah, he, he, he does things at the tight end position that that you shouldn't be able to. Yeah. I mean, In terms of Chiefs Bills, uh, I like to always think there's a gatekeeper. Um, two years ago, Tom Brady was the gatekeeper when it was basically an offsides call away from you know Mahomes going, but Brady stopped him. Um, so I think it's another thing where Josh Allen. Um, Lamar Jackson got his first playoff win, uh, this year, Josh Allen did, he got two in a row. It helped having a home game and having fans, I think. So I think Kansas city who's had fans since week one throughout, which has been, you know, crucial. So I think that's going to be, um, you know, what's, I I like the chiefs again. I hedged out too. Uh, I need a lesson in hedging, 
um bills are the dog what do you think of that number um and chiefs i i will say i'm scared about the bucks i don't know if you guys pay attention to uh football power index or uh whatnot but geez they've got the bucks ranked the highest because that offense is you know not over the top but it's brady with weapons and that yeah. defense fucking plays yeah uh so i'm going cheat i will go chiefs packers though uh matt cruising um I think Chiefs Packers is too obvious, so something know, else is going to happen. It's going to either the Bucks or Bucks. Bills will be in it. I don't know who, but it's going to happen. They're they're both too good of teams to as good as the Packers are and as good as the Chiefs are. Maybe it's the Chiefs. Maybe Mahomes does. I don't know. Maybe something's not right with them. It doesn't seem possible that he would lose. I don't know. Josh Allen's pretty damn good himself. Um, I don't know. It should be a good day of football, though. That's for sure. Finish us off, Bobby Light. Yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs Packers. Um, but I will say the Bills, uh, I, there, there's no team, there's still no team that I want to play less than the Chiefs. Uh, there's, I, would, I, I do not want to run into the Chiefs, but I will say that the Bills, they scare me in a different way than the Chiefs do. The, the Chiefs are, you know, uh, you know, in a certain way, a known quantity. The Bills are, they're like anarchy. You, you just, you don't know what's going to happen when, when they step on the field. Josh Allen can throw 60 yard bombs on the run. Stefan Diggs is an absolute animal this season. And uh, I don't know. I'm all, I'm going to be, I'm real worried to play either of those teams, but I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs and the Packers. Chalk. The two yeah. best QBs left. It's going to be uh, it's going to be good and uh, probably the you know, a couple of MVPs, right? Uh, Matt Dawes, you said uh, Packers Chiefs as well. Yeah, um, and here's here's what I think. I think the fact that the Bills can't really run the ball, which is kind of the Chiefs. Like, I mean, you watch it right after uh, right after Mahomes got hurt, they've got in the back pocket. Cleveland ran down our throats, and what I said right after that is, all right, so it's 2217 you know defense talks a big game Tyran Matthew um all you know all those guys like you know they love to talk they're going to have to pick it up right now and that's exactly what they did um Buffalo can't really run the ball which i think benefits us and the x factor is going to be Sammy Watkins if he the is Sammy able to Watkins go in this game, game. Oh, hey, all I'm, all I'm saying. No, I'm with year, you as an X factor. Texans, he had seven for 115 touchdown. Niners, five for 98. Uh, Texans in the divisional round had, uh, he had two for like 75. But if he is, if he is actually able to go, it just adds one more guy out there that you can't cover because you don't have enough guys. Um, so I'll go Chiefs Packers as well. Yeah, I, I like that. Again, I was being serious too. Sammy Watkins, he shows up on the postseason yeah. stage. Um, okay, that does it. Uh, Corbett's Corner, uh, Rob Lang, Matt Doss, Matt Cruz, and I'm Dylan Corbett. Appreciate your guys' time. I think this is going to be entertaining for listeners, and we'll wrap it up with some UFC uh mcgregor poirier too that's right now thanks boys 
All right, welcome in. You just heard our breakdown of the NFC and the AFC Conference Championships. This is going to be dropping on a Friday. Well, had to touch on the UFC fights. I've been jacked for it for a week. It's McGregor Poirier too. Uh, and I got two guys on here. So my friends aren't UFC guys. And I was just talking with Jake Weiss, my brother-in-law. How about that? Tyler Ranieri. Um, my, my friends aren't UFC guys. And I was telling Jake that the pandemic, uh, obviously they were the first sport back and I fell in love with it. I'm obsessed now. <laughs> um, so what is it? We'll start with you, Tyler. What is it about this sport? Because you've been into it for quite some time, right? Since its inception. Uh, I believe they first were founded in the late nineties, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. No, I've been, uh, I've been doing martial arts for probably 10 years now. Uh, Huge fan of the UFC, huge fan of kickboxing, Muay Thai, yeah. wrestling, jiu-jitsu. I love it all. And then uh, we got Jake Weiss, who's, who's my buddy. He's been uh, – he's actually a wrestler himself. Oh, okay. So were you – what was your style? Were you a little bit more kickboxer, boxer? Yeah, I like stand-up. Yeah. That's Damn, my, that's, that's awesome. So you guys were both um, – you actually experienced it. You're not just fans. You're actually fighters, right? Uh, Tyler, I, if I'm not mistaken, too, you actually fought in an event. I have so many questions regarding that. And then, Jake, you <laughs> wrestled in high school and then on for you. My, my career is nothing to touch on. It was okay. uh, it, it was I'm merely just a, a, fa- a big fan. So you uh, you like the wrestling aspect because, you know, you get the fans that are like, oh, you know, don't stomp at the guy's toe. Don't uh, wrestle <laughs> on the ground. Don't be Daniel Cormier. Um, but you appreciate <laughs> the grappling, right? The aesthetic of it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the aesthetic of wrestling is, is something I definitely appreciate. I think that um, it's lost on the casual fan how difficult it really is to control somebody else's yeah body you know to actually grapple with somebody is probably one of the most difficult things you can do and in the history of the ufc most of the champions that have been ufc champions all have wrestling backgrounds right it's probably the most beneficial martial art that you can have under your belt as uh an athlete in that aspect certainly um before we get to the fights again it's we'll just touch on the big two um uh, mcgregor and poirier the second meeting between these two and then uh michael chandler dan hooker i'm interested in um but tyler the fight so when was this how, how like how does this get set up did you have a promoter uh tell me everything about this event where you fought in an mma match no it was a uh it was kickboxing okay so no i was <laughs> training training at a gym but you actually fought someone like talk to me about being in the ring and just kind of like being like okay one of these guys is going to win this fight yeah no i mean it's uh it's definitely nerve-wracking i got a call the the night before my first uh kickboxing fight pretty much hey you want to go tomorrow and it was like well shit let's go yeah (laughs) actually jake's fought in a kickboxing fight too okay so, yeah, mine wasn't just, as exciting uh, as Tyler's. Well, what yeah, were the outcomes no. here? Yeah, spoil us. I got the shit uh, kicked out of me for three rounds. <laughs> no way. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, I didn't get the shit kicked out of me. It was a fun fight. So you finished? Was it decision or yeah, TKO so action? Decision. decision. Yeah, it was decision. Tyler, how about you? Decision. Okay. Did you win? So, I did win. Wow. So why'd you guys stop? Yeah. Just one and done for both of you? 
Yeah, yeah. For true, true competition. But no, I, I still, uh, I still train and like I sparred uh, at the gym consistently for years after, but I just didn't. Right. No. Hmm. I don't get paid you know, enough you know, money to keep getting punched in the head. They, what they say, Dylan, is you don't you don't play you don't play fighting you don't play boxing. Yeah, yeah no kidding, right? It's just not. Uh, there's a lot more that goes into it. That's fascinating to me. Okay, uh, let's get into the fights. So, McGregor Poirier, uh, you're a huge McGregor guy, are you not, Tyler? Dude, I'm a big McGregor fan. I'm a big Poirier fan too, though. Really? Okay, so you're torn. Yeah, yeah. No, what are your I thoughts mean, I, on the fight? I mean, I think it's gonna be a banger. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of stand up and i think that um i think mcgregor's got the edge on the feet honestly um i think he's rangier than dustin i think dustin likes to stay in the pocket and honestly get in a brawl and i think mcgregor moves uh too well and avoids those situations and has good angles and he's got obviously knockout power so Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I got to give the edge to McGregor, but I think uh, I'm excited to see uh, if Dustin's chin is as strong as it has been in his last fights because he can he can take a shot. So if he can he can weather the storm, he might be able to take him into deep rounds, and that that's where it'll get exciting. McGregor's a three to one favorite right now. Again, he took him out uh, super early in the first matchup. How long do you think this one's going, Jake? Interesting question. We were talking about it earlier. I think that uh, how Poirier fought in the Holloway fight, if he can kind of fight like that um, against Connor, Connor's got really good distance control, just like Max does. So if he can fight that way and kind of control the pace of the fight, you can see a fight go the distance, um, at least into the later rounds. You know, Connor historically, if you drag him past the third round, loses some oomph to his punches so um if you can get the best of breaking point of the first 10 minutes you're probably looking at a better fight than if connor can just step in there and throw a hook and end it again yeah and it's been a while since obviously a couple years since their last fight um and a totally different weight class exactly what do you mean of uh tyler his layoff he's retiring here he's retiring there everyone eventually comes back anyway for a paycheck but uh he came back in what was it 2018 now it seems like an eternity ago and they just slug slugged in there a donald cowboy cerrone and he just <laughs> wastes him away in the first round uh but this slugging. is gonna be a real challenge right yeah no i i think that this is gonna be a uh, a lot closer fight. Uh, Cerrone historically uh, chokes when it comes to the big event. Oh, yeah. think, it was like, what, I 17 think, seconds? Something crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. He goes on these, you know, Cerrone, he, he has these legendary runs and then he gets to the big one and he, and he just can't, he just chokes um, mm-hmm. under the pressure, honestly. Um, but I think, I think, uh, I think Dustin, is just a straight dog and i think i think he wants this one like i mean i think he's gonna fight like a champion so it's gonna be exciting i personally think also that not having the crowd there the connor crowd the the real like hype behind it and could he's done it already be, before right he's experienced yeah. it already. yeah and connor hasn't yeah and and so there's gonna be nobody there 
And I think that changes a fight against Conor McGregor because part of the struggle against fighting him is that it's pandemonium. Oh yeah. Constantly. It throws a, it throws a, a, a wedge in your routine because it's press conference after press conference. It's commercial. It's fucking crazy crowds. It's, it's insane. And so when you're not used to that, it can, it can throw you off. It can like cowboy, like he's historic. I think he has probably the most, wins in the one of the most wins in the ufc right oh yeah like, longevity he's just yeah longevity man. wise but every time there's a big fight and there's a large crowd can't handle it so it would be interesting to see connor fight without a crowd there i think it's going to make things a little different i'm jacked up it's uh going to be an awesome day of fights all day uh and night saturday um okay let's get to the co-main so this is michael chandler uh coming from bellator light heavyweight champion i believe over there and uh dan hooker who was riding high and then he just got clipped by guess who dustin poirier most recently um a pandemic fight so he has been at this uh, kind of with no crowd at this level before. But Chandler's coming in. I think this is a heavily bet matchup where you got everyone coming in to watch McGregor. Now sports betting is almost legal throughout the entire U.S., right? Chandler's an underdog, but he might be the better fighter here tonight, uh, tonight, Saturday, and nobody knows it, right? So we'll start <laughs> with you, Jake. Um, is this a sucker bet? I, I think I like Chandler here against Dan Hooker. Yeah, I think... Dan Hooker is not somebody to be, I mean, he's a talented fighter, no doubt about it. Um, And that's, you can't deny that, but Michael Chandler has got talent. Now his talent base that he's been fighting against the light heavyweight division in Bellator is probably their best division with the most talent. um, One of, and so uh, I think that, I think that he's probably, in, in my opinion, I think that he pulls it off and he, he wins probably in a, in a decent fashion would be my guess. And this should be a good matchup of Chandler, more of a wrestler versus Hooker, more of a stand-up, right, Tyler? Uh, who do you think has the edge possibly here? No, I, th- I think it's going to be a good fight. Um, yeah, Dan Hooker is... He's got the punching power. Predominantly a taller lengthier. He's got punch power. He's that's the mismatch. That's taller, why I think he's a favorite in this fight. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and then Chandler, uh, strong wrestling, uh, also just a powerful dude. He's, he's a beast. Um, I, I think I agree with Jake that I think that uh, I think Chandler could come in and, and take him down, and I think that he could finish him. I don't think he finishes him on the feet. No, I think no. if he wins, I think it's grounded power or submission. Sure. The exciting thing about it is if Chandler does win, it throws like a new player in this light heavy, this, this lightweight division right now in the right. UFC, which like is already where would you division. slot him in if he wins, if he loses? Yeah. It's already a stacked division. So now you got Chandler and you got, you know, Tony's still out in the wings. You got Khabib possibly coming back. Connor, Connor wins this fight. You could do the two of them. You could do him and Khabib. You got Nate Diaz, who really is just like chirping from the outline, like who really cares, but (laughs) everybody cares kind of thing, you know? So like, it's an exciting division, especially when you add someone like him into the mix. So it should be, uh, should be interesting. I'm uh, again, so this is Jake Weiss, Tyler Neary. I'm Dylan Corbett, uh, UFC, Conor McGregor facing Poirier for the second time. Big, huge fight card. Um, Come out up this Saturday. I had a question on filibustering because I forgot uh, 
what I was going to ask, but, oh, okay, here it is. So you guys know a little bit more about Bellator. So I've heard about this guy, Dylan, is it Dylan Danis or? Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. What's the story about this guy? Because I saw an insane hype video of him. Like he's insane at jujitsu, right? Is he this next up and comer? Insane is insane as a. Well, it was his hype video. Relative, so yeah, you must have. Re- yeah, yeah, relative, relative statement. I don't think he's really accomplished much in the jujitsu world. Um, like I, I, at the uh, what's it called? What's the big tournament? Can't remember what it's called. Anyways, sure. he hasn't done much, but he's. Is he a big know. draw? Like a guy that uh, has a good <laughs> following. He's on Connor's team. He trained. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I did not realize that. Uh, what do you guys make of these YouTube fighters? Jake Paul. I mean, is it uh, Logan Paul is somehow fighting the best fighter we've ever seen at boxing <laughs> like ever. And he's Oh, one and one professionally. Like what, how the, are we that much of a sucker? I mean, I'm going to watch it of course, but everyone's going to watch it. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, it's crazy. Shit. All right. That's a good place to end it. Tyler Ranieri, Jake Weiss, I'm Dylan Corbett. We're jacked. Um, Saturday, we've got the fights. We'll be posting this on a Friday. Uh, We do appreciate it. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we will uh, talk to you next week.